Helm's Deep. No buzzer. I can't, I can't even buzz you. No buzzer. No, no, no buzzer. A, because that buzzer was terrible and didn't work very yeah, well. It was a bit delayed. It was, it, was, it was. But also because oh, we can talk about Helm's Deep this Woo-hoo! month. Woohoo! Because <laughs> this month, uh, Betty and Rita are bringing you part two of part two, two. of the Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Otherwise known as the two towers yeah part two of part two two towers what what was, was oh no Ooh. i'm going on a tangent I'm already was it like airplane or something that had they called the second film part de or that was hot shots part, oh hot, hot shots. shots part de part de yeah so um, uh, two towers part de part de you're thinking of i think you're confusing your hot shots and your naked gun uh, oh, naked gun was yeah, uh, yeah. naked gun two and a half i think yeah was the sequel oh, okay so, oh, maybe this is two and a half. Part it could, yeah, part yeah, yeah. It's uh, Lord of the Rings two point five. Yes, the extended edition. It is yeah, the extended because edition. The which only is the edition. only edition, of course, it is. Yes. Um, so last month we did the first part of the second part. Mm-hmm. Um, and why, why don't you give us the story so far? Catch us up. Okay, so um, in the first half of the two towers. Um, we've got Merry and Pippin who have been uh, taken away by the uruk to be taken to Isengard. They've taken the hobbits to Isengard. Oh, I know. So dramatic. It so is. dramatic, Legolas. Um, and Aragorn, Gimli and Legolas are giving chase. They are. Uh, they know that Frodo and Sam have headed off in their own direction towards Mordor. They're mm-hmm. going to try and continue the quest, just them two. Um, we've lost Gandalf. Oh. Well. Well, yeah, yes, at the start. At, at the, the start, start of the film, we've lost Gandalf. But then he, he makes a grand return. He does. He does. Spoilers, but I'm hoping you've listened to last month's podcast. Do you know what? I need to I, sh- I need to buzz myself, actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. I need to buzz myself, uh-huh, uh-huh. but I do need to speak about something that was in part one. Oh, okay. Because I forgot to mention it. And it's and it's the only thing that I wrote under, is it a bit far-fetched? <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Gandalf the Grey... Uh-huh. Um, is reincarnated, don't know mm-hmm. if that's the technical term, um, yeah. as Gandalf the White. Yes. Aragorn makes a point of saying, don't let him speak. When, mm-hmm. when they, see, they see that someone is there, yeah. don't let him speak. Yeah. Because if he's Saruman, he's going Saruman. to bewitch you. What's the yeah. first thing they do? They oh, yeah, let they're, him they're speak. Rubbish. Rubbish. Exactly. Yeah. So it, under is it a bit far fetched? I put well, that could actually be Saruman. I know. Yeah. What an absolutely dreadful ending that would be if, like, at, at the end, <laughs> at the end of Two Towers, or even worse, at the end of Return of the King, it turns out it was Saruman all along. Yeah. And they shouldn't have let him speak. Oh, true. You know. Yeah. That would be like a real kicker in like a video game version of it, where you Wouldn't think you've it? played the entire game and won, and yeah. then it gets to the end and goes, eh, eh, like the big boss. you were totally yeah. taken on by Saruman. Definitely, mm. definitely. So I did mean to mention yeah. that last time. Um, yeah, because I just thought that was Ooh. a bit, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Don't let him speak. Hello, I am Gandalf the White. <laughs> oh, look, it's Gandalf the White. <laughs> Nothing to worry about. Yeah, they're all, all a little bit. All. They're all a little bit distracted with the. I guess so. With the like, you know, burning sword and the broken axe and things like all that. of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, on to part two. That's the first. That's the first yeah. and last time I'll mention part one. <laughs> Don't need to buzz me. Um. So yeah. So through um, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, and Gandalf, we end up in Rohan. Mm-hmm. 
uh, where we are introduced to King Theoden and Eowyn and Aemer, who at that point has disappeared with the Rohirrim uh-huh. because Wormtongue's been working his evil magic on behalf of Saruman he and stuff. Has. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, they decide, that, like, Rohan decide that they're going to have to leave Edoras for Helm's, Helm's Deep. Deep. No buzzer. No buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so Frodo and Sam have picked up Gollum en route. They have, yes. Um, and they seem to, they kind of make a little bit of headway with him. The, the, they are the, at the end of the first part of the two towers. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are. It seems that Smeagol and Gollum have had a little conversation oh. with themselves. And Gollum is, is, is gone. Yeah. That's where we, that's where we mm-hmm. pick up, mm-hmm. really. It is. Unfortunately... It's only for a brief period, but we'll yeah. mm-hmm. we'll move on to that. Yeah. And where do we end the first part of Two Towers? Um, Faramir. Well, we don't know That's it's right. Faramir at that point. We don't, know. But some men mm-hmm. sneak up on Frodo Sam and Gollum, but they don't capture Gollum. Mm-hmm. Gollum flees. He does. And Frodo and Sam are captured. Uh-huh. But we don't we don't know who we don't know who by, by. at that no. point no, um, and then yeah, Mary and Pippin are uh, talking to trees and growing a couple of inches they from are. drinking magic magic water, water. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure is explained more clearly in the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes, the Ents, mm-hmm. of course, mm-hmm. who are. About to have a meeting to decide what to do about Saruman, mm-hmm. who is building an Uruk Hai cool. uh, army yeah. to defeat the world of men. Yeah, it's all getting a bit serious. It's a bit scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I've written down in terms of what the second film is about. Mm-hmm. On on rewatching it this time, it's about hope because hope comes up quite a lot. Mm-hmm. The the concept of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about hope, but also about addiction. Because I think it's yeah. in this film that Frodo really starts to feel the power of the ring, mm-hmm. doesn't he? He does. You know, so there's uh, there's definitely that theme. Yeah, his personality is changing quite a bit, isn't it? It is, definitely. See, for me, I put a, sh- a tonal shift in this film. Mm. It's basically about mass murder, but somehow manages to be beautiful and quite funny in places too. Okay. <laughs> so that's, it's that, a film that's about the mass layman's murder. <laughs> mass murder and humour. Yeah, yeah. Mass murder yeah. and humour. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Okay, I went for hope and addiction. I know. But yeah, that, both are equally valid. This is, this is the difference between completing a free film course <laughs> and not completing a free film course. <laughs> Betty didn't complete it. I'm not sure. Well, to be fair, I don't think I 100% committed. I didn't watch La Strada at the time. I have seen it since. It's rubbish. You know. Oh, OK. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so, yeah, it's um, even the soundtrack. I mean, we spoke about the soundtrack last time, but even mm. when you listen to the soundtrack album, it, towards the, the, it's, it's different tonally from mm. Fellowship. Yeah. Um, it definitely gets darker, yep. I think. Yeah, absolutely. From here on in. Is it is is this half rewatchable? Yes. Why? Helm's deep. Helm's <laughs> deep. <laughs> no, it's rewatchable for loads of reasons. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, like I said, it's got. I I really. I think like this film is great because it starts introducing a little bit of humour into some of the characters. Yeah. Um, I think Gimli especially. Yeah, Gimli and Legolas like. 
their little I relationship. I love their relationship in this mm-hmm. film and, and you do, you see sort of the humour between them growing, which means the friendship's growing, which is like unheard of because one's an elf and one's a dwarf. Yes. And they really didn't trust each other or like each no. other to start with. Under favourite scenes, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the, fa- the things that I've written down as favourite scenes are more like favourite shots. Yeah. And I think there's some really good shots in this film mm-hmm. and there's some really good bits of dialogue mm-hmm. in this film as well that you're kind of waiting to, to yeah. hear. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it is rewatchable. Um, personally, I still think Fellowship is more rewatchable, but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, Helm's Deep is, is a good, a very good set piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took 120 days to film. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen the the, the, the figures yeah. involved. It does sound like absolute... Well, they, they had T-shirts, didn't they? They'd say, I survived, <laughs> I survived hell's deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, they, they ended up with something like 20 hours of footage to edit down, and they edited it down to a 40-minute long battle. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, that's impressive. It is, yeah. But, and so, something that I didn't know is that it was ninety percent of it was directed by the second unit director. Oh right, okay. No, I did not spot yeah, that. Yeah, no, uh, John Mahaffey. Wow. Um, he directed most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has since gone on to be second unit director on a lot of other films as well because cool. he's pretty good at it. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Footnote: John Mahaffey is an award-winning cinematographer and director who has worked on films such as Spider-Man Homecoming, Zero Dark Thirty, Avengers Assemble and The Meg. The Two Towers was, unbelievably, the first time he moved from his usual position as director of photography to second unit director at Peter Jackson's suggestion. There's a very interesting interview with him at the AV Club website, detailing his journey from camera assistant on commercials in New Zealand to one of the most experienced and sought-after directors in Hollywood that no one's heard of. So, yeah, it took longer to film than uh, some entire films. Mm-hmm. And it rained for 90 of those 120 days. <laughs> the rain looks amazing, though, in the battle. Well, yeah. When it starts, it's it like... It does. Whoa. Yeah, fair enough. Because it's real rain, it to most it. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, again, when you, uh, when, you, when you listen to how it was done... It's seamless. Mm-hmm. And they use so many different techniques. They had two miniatures of two mm-hmm. different sizes. Okay. They had a obviously CG and they also had a set that was made out of polystyrene. Wow. So some of it is polystyrene, which you would <laughs> never know. No. Um when you watch it. And the the part where Aragon arrives, um, and the ex the exterior shot, mm-hmm. some of that is the set mm-hmm. and some of it in the background is CG. Wow. You would never know. No, I just thought it was just like a soundstage. Exactly. I thought that was just built. Yeah. Um, I, even when you know and you're and you looking to see where the join is, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible. Yeah. Uh, and they used a new technology for the crowds called, brilliantly called Massive. Oh, yeah. Uh, multiple agent simulation system in virtual environment. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, if that was designed or, or invented just for this film, mm-hmm. but they certainly have broke other um, new technologies. Yeah, so the Balrog was, was new fire technology, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So whether this was a new thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just pushing boundaries the whole time. I know. Just unbelievable. Yeah, they used like um, 20,000 plus extras. Wow. Yeah. 
That's a lot of t-shirts. I know. That is a lot of t-shirts. Yeah. I know. Some business in New Zealand that prints t-shirts were like quids in. Absolutely. Yeah. Or maybe you just get your costume department to do it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Probably. I think they had enough to do. Yeah, I think they did actually. Yeah. Yeah. Finding clothes for 20,000 extras. Very true. Yeah. It's a lot of bods. It is a lot of bods. There weren't that many actual stunt performers. Mm Mm-hmm. They were mostly, as you say, extras. Yeah. So the stunt performers were getting in different costumes all the time. (laughs) So they just got killed over and over and over again. (laughs) Um, And indeed, some of the raw hearing, which I'm sad, it's probably about the only... uh, the, the, the only real representation of a lot of women in this mm-hmm. film. A lot of the role hearing were actually women. Yeah. Because we're talking about the costume department. Mm-hmm. In this film, you just put people in costume and you can't tell whether they're yeah, male absolutely. or female or tall or short. You just put them in different, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert for the next film, it works for one character. <gasps> it does. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I know it's um yeah it's it's just it's a mind-boggling undertaking when you just start oh. breaking it down and thinking about all these things, all these challenges that yeah. they came up against. Amazing. Although one of my absolute favourite little um stories is apparently when they were shooting a lot of the orcs, you know, in like running scenes and things yes. like that, like running towards Helm's Deep yeah. or in the previous film, like running down the the embankment and stuff. Some of the orcs that had like spikes on their armor, especially like around the knees and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. Occasionally, one of them because the armor's clunky, it's heavy. Yeah. Uh, they're obviously running full pelt as fast as they can, but trying not to fall over, like all of stuff on the floor, whatever. Occasionally, one would fall over <laughs> and land on the spikes that were on the knees. Ooh. No, but they were okay. But they would get wedged in the ground. Oh dear. And then and just be, be, and then be going and then be shouting help help <laughs> and they'd just be like play dead <laughs> so yeah I that's, just yeah, I know. that's a cute story. it does sound like they had some good times some entertaining times as much as it must have been really stressful and like absolutely terrifying Definitely. dealing with that many extras yeah it must yeah. have been a good laugh as I well. mean it's it sounds like even though it was a completely miserable time uh-huh. everyone like you said there was a lot of camaraderie yeah and uh, by all accounts it was all the elves that were doing all the complaining <laughs> because the elves right. were um, the Uruk High were pretty tough, mostly guys. And there was one lady whose mm-hmm. name escapes me, and I should have written it down. Footnote: Lani Jackson is the name of the female stunt performer who doubled for Liv Tyler in Fellowship of the Ring, and appeared in many guises in all three Lord of the Rings films. In Two Towers, she plays one of the warg riders who is dispatched by Legolas. She is well known in the New Zealand rodeo scene and works as a forest ranger. Just watch out for those ends. But most of them were tough guys. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, rugby players. And yeah. Because that's it's easier, isn't that's it? To start, if, you've yeah. got, if you're starting with someone who's six foot tall and built like a brick privy, you know, you don't yeah. have to do very much to make them look like an Um But the elves, the only thing you had to be was slim, yeah. pale. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it. So they were mostly just students. Oh. Who weren't particularly, um, you know, used to the the rigors of outdoor life, standing outside in <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah. So they were the only ones that did a little bit of mourning, apparently. But um, mm-hmm. I think uh, they got through it in the end yeah. due to the, you know, the camaraderie. Yeah. Apparently, there were some extras as well that wanted to try and play 
a character in every race in Middle oh, Earth. Right. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. But fun. they would just get told like, "No, you're too tall to be a hobbit." Or, exactly. Yeah. No, you're too short to be an elf. You're mm-hmm. a dwarf. <laughs> you yeah. know, things oh. like that. So I know. I, I think some of them I did think, manage it. Yeah. Some of them managed to make that transition between races of Middle Earth, but yeah. not not many. No. Mm-mm. What a shame. What do you think you would be? I have you pegged as an elf. To be fair. You, you've got, I, mean, I was going to say you've got the ears. I don't mean your actual ears. I mean you've actually got some I have spock actually ears. Got some spock ears. Yeah, yeah so. and they do double as elf. Exactly. So that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking more like maybe one of the uh, patrons of the prancing pony or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel like I could fit in there. Yeah. But I'd, I'd, with, like, with I'd love to be an elf. With your paint, I'd love to be an elf. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I have a lot in common with hobbits. I do like a second breakfast and a third. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've got slightly hairy feet as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we love sharing with you guys. <laughs> Moving on. Um, did you get... We should speak about the um, the new cast mm-hmm. that are in this film. There's not many because we went through a lot of the uh, the characters in the first half. Yes. But we do have some new characters. I think I got buzzed for mentioning in, one I of think them you did. at least. I think you probably did. <laughs> You did, definitely, definitely yeah, did. yeah, one that we we'll, that will mention. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got, we'll, we'll, we'll start with David Wenham, mm-hmm. who plays Faramir, because he yeah. was just at the very end yeah. of the last film. Yeah. But um, he's in this an awful lot more. Mm-hmm. He has been repeatedly voted the sexiest man in Australia. Oh, well done. Yeah. Fair enough. A little bit random there, but... Yeah. There you go. Not sure who by or well, in fact, it was Glamour magazine, but I'm not sure who actually oh, right. okay. who actually votes for them. Uh, no. no idea. But there you go. You've got uh, Craig Parker who plays Haldir. Mm-hmm. You've got John Noble who I think I got buzzed for. You got buzzed yeah. for last yeah, time. I did. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, I've written down Philippa and Vigo's sons, but just to clarify, not Philippa Boyd and Vigo Mosman are not together. <laughs> yeah. um, but their sons are the two boys in the sequence where I'm just swirling my arm around oh, here to okay. demonstrate mm-hmm. the scene that I mean. Um, the little boy who's getting sent off to fight. Yeah. And uh, Aragorn encourages him by uh, checking his, his sword and mm-hmm. saying it is a good sword. Uh, that is, uh, do you know what? I don't know which way around it is, but one of them is is his son, and the other one is okay. Philip Vines, cool. son. Oh, oh isn't it's, it? it's yeah. a family affair. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a degree of Richard Curtis. I got a couple. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to that. But I was thinking John Noble must have been in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, he's just got one of them faces. He's been in so much stuff, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Mm-hmm. When I IMDb'd could barely find anything that I've watched, so I don't, oh, right, I don't okay. know. Obviously, it was in Fringe, which was one of your faves. Did you? You didn't? No, yeah, you weren't a fan, I just were didn't, you? just didn't oh, grab me. Loved it. Just didn't grab me. But he's been in lots of TV, and he's been in some like really low-rated films. Mm-hmm. And it got me to thinking, do you think there should be like an overall rating on IMDb? You know, like an average. Oh, okay. Yeah, for like each person. For each for like person. Each actor. Yeah. Yeah. Because this this horror that, that John Noble had been in was called, it's called Voodoo Lagoon. And it, it's got 2.8 on IMDb. Okay. And I don't think I've come across anything that low. That sounds like a like cheap spin-off of Live and Let Die or something. Maybe, yeah. But 2.8. That would drag that, your average down, wouldn't that it? That is pretty poor. I kind of want to watch it now, though. <laughs> just to see how bad it is how bad it is yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah I think that'd be interesting mm. in an average yeah and not? who would be at the bottom of that pile I don't mm, I don't know 
Because I think <laughs> you get people just going on there and just like racing people like zero just because <laughs> just to get their just because down. they just don't like them. Maybe. Yeah. 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 No, I'm not suggesting you should you should be able to rate the person, but that there should be an average of the rating. Oh, of like all the, the films, films they've that they've been. been in. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just yeah, so sorry, that you could see. You know. Yeah. I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> oh man, I'm meeting myself coming back. I'd be like um, really after at the end of Goodfellas. <laughs> But with Pepsi Max instead of cocaine, just to clarify. Fair enough. And fewer helicopters. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think there should be, uh, you know, you should yes. be able to... You know, maybe Nicolas Cage would be quite low for most people, I think. Because mm, um, he's been in some absolute stinkers. <laughs> but then he's been in some good stuff to kind of, you know... Yeah. Pull up his average a little bit. Mm-hmm. So did you get a degree of Richard Curtis? I did, but I have left it in my <laughs> earlier written set of notes. Ah, well done. Well it done. involved Miranda Otto, I okay. remember that much. Right, okay. I I will try and do a, okay. a voice. I will, yes, do me, do to me you later voice and, and you yes. can add it in. <laughs> I have two. <gasps> Yay! Just from people that we've just introduced. Okay. Uh, those were my own rules that I made for myself. Cool. Um, so John Noble, he provided the voice of the dragon spirit in M. Night Shyamalan's Last Airbender. Okay. That also starred Dev Patel, mm-hmm. uh, who's been in everything. But particularly, he was part of the ensemble cast of The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, oh. alongside Bill Nye. Of course. Who was in Love Actually, playing Billy oh, Mack. It came back to Love Actually. No way. Again. No way. Again. Never does that. I know. <laughs> well, hold on to your hat. Oh. David Wenham, who plays Faramir, mm-hmm. he played Hank Snow in Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which is just there. You can borrow it. <gasps> Thank you. Um, alongside Cody Smith-McPhee, he played his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Smith McPhee was in Power of the Dog. Thank you Netflix. for saying that because I was thinking I know that name. What has he been in? He's been Power in a lot of, of things. Dog. I think he was in, was he in uh, Let Me In as well? Was he in the oh, remake okay. of like, the right one in? Not seeing it, but I'm sure it was him. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong. Anyway, moving mm-hmm. on. Um, he was uh, in Power of the Dog with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm, I've moved to TV. Yeah, fair which enough. Which is allowable, yeah. isn't it? Good. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch played Sherlock mm-hmm. uh, on the BBC to Martin Freeman's Watson. And Martin Freeman played a body double, yes. shall we say, <laughs> in Love Actually, which was written and directed by Richard Curtis. Yes. Love Actually, again. Again. Coming back to Plague Us. It is. Yep. I think we're going to have to hit it at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do it in the summer. You know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You're just trying to put it off as far yes. away as possible. Yeah, summer 2028. <laughs> That's when we should do it. Okay. <laughs> we'll wait for the 40th anniversary of it. That's a very good then. idea. Yeah. 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 We'll that wait for the good. inevitable uh, remake. <laughs> the, the walk remake. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, it needs to happen. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you have any favourite scenes? Mm. I have too many. Mm. I always have too many. Yeah, but you've already you've already touched on one of them, mm-hmm. and and I think if I had to choose, mm-hmm. oh no, no, I was about to say if I had to choose, it would be my absolute favourite from this film. Right. But yeah, no, I'm going to say I'm going to be it. bold. I'm going to say it. Do it. Aragon's arrival at Helm, Helm's Deep yes. after we think he's. 
you know, yes. fall into his death. Which a lot of people are cross about because it isn't in the book. You know, no, it's, it's called not. dramatic tension. Yeah. You know, it's a film. Artistic license. Yes. And it works. It's good. It's great. It is. Because Absolutely. it gives us, like, the viewpoint of the terrifying army of 10,000 orcs heading yeah. towards Helm's uh-huh. Deep. So, you know, it drives the story. It does. drives the plot. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks does. amazing. Yeah. Um, gives us a bit more backstory with him and Arwen. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously we see Eowyn's reaction to him, like thinking that he's died yes. and things like that yeah so yeah anyway my actual scene i'm talking about is yeah when he turns up at helm's deep any he, any he, i think pushes it's everybody's like everybody's on everyone's favorite scene pushes the doors open like a total ledge yeah and, and just like just powers in yeah like i am back from the dead like exactly like he's not been yeah. half dead half an yeah. hour ago yeah that is, yeah. Again, is it's not necessarily like a scene as such, but yes. it's just an it's like iconic that image. image, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and I think, as I've said before, I feel a little bit like that every Sunday when I open the doors to our church. I get the open <laughs> inwards, so oh. it's not. It's like it's slightly less impressive. Yeah, you know. But um, if you ever do push open a pair of double doors, you always feel like oh, a yeah. total legend. I do it at work sometimes, exactly. just because. Yeah, why just not? Just scan me little thing and then yeah. just push both push those doors, doors open, open at the same time yeah. and pretend why? I'm Aragon. Why yeah. would you not? Uh-huh. Yes, that is. Yes, I have literally written that. Up. Aragon <laughs> pushing open the doors to the hall at Helm's Deep. Yeah. Just, yeah, total legend. Yeah. Um, the other um, kind of image, I suppose, that I, that I love is right at the very end of the film, um, the Nazgul coming down to get the, the ring yes. from Frodo. I, just, I remember seeing that in the cinema and just being blown away. Uh-huh. Oh, my, it's going to get him. Even though you know it isn't. Yeah, um, it's slightly terrifying. It is terrifying. Just the size of that thing. Mm-hmm. And it looks so alien, doesn't mm-hmm. it? It doesn't look like a, a dragon, like a cool dragon. It looks like a big evil. It I mean, just looks flying evil. Monster, <laughs> yeah, it's just it? nasty. Yeah. Um, I love that. And I love the oh the bit after it when he when he goes for Sam. Oh, I mean, I don't I love know. it because it's sad, I but I just think it's such a good yeah. scene, and mm-hmm. it kind of bookends like at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. He's got his sword at Gollum's throat, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And then, right at the very end of the film, it's almost the same shot, isn't it? Yes, exactly it is. the same yeah. shot um, with him with his sword up yeah. against Sam's, and it shows you how he's changed mm-hmm. over the course of that film. Yeah, and when he says, "It's your, it's your Sam," oh, I know. Don't you know you're sad? Oh, it's so sad. And, and then and then the speech that ensues after that as well. I have a slight problem with the speech. Oh, really? Yeah, I just don't think it goes anywhere. And apparently mm. I learned mm-hmm. from listening to the commentary that it was completely tagged on, that speech at the end. Right, okay. And I'm not going to lie, I've always kind of felt a okay. little bit like that. Mm-hmm. Even when I first saw the film, it's just a bit like, it doesn't really go anywhere, that speech. It, it, you know, see, I always think the whole reason of that speech is because it's kind of the point where Faramir sort of sees the relationship that Frodo and Sam have, and yes. that Frodo is changing because is. of the corruption of the ring. Yeah, yeah. And Sam's doing his best to like try and keep him, mm-hmm. you know, Frodo. Yeah. And, and get him to the sort of 
end game of it, but mm-hmm. another franchise I love. <laughs> um, so not with an element. Yeah, I do. I, I I appreciate the point of the speech because yes, yeah, I, I appreciate the point and it, and of it. Does, it. Oh, it, it warms my heart because it's it's the bit where it's after the big speech. Yeah, and Frodo says, "What are we holding on to, Sam?" And then it's it's this little bit there's, that there's some good in this world, Mister yeah. Frodo, and it's worth fighting for. Yeah. And I'm like, too right. Yes, I love that bit. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you <laughs> sorry. do. Sorry, I'm glad you do. I just always felt like it was oh, I'm a little bit. I'm sorry you bit. don't. I know. I'm sorry I don't. I'm sorry I don't really. I just, I just always thought the end of Two Towers is a little bit weedy. Yeah. You know, just, just the very end. You know, just that little. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's just because it's after that really powerful bit mm-hmm. with the Nazgul, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of all goes a bit. Oh, it's all isn't it all terrible? But isn't it going to be okay? And don't worry. And the whole stories have an end and the end, I don't know. It just, yeah. it, it, I don't think, I could. I don't know. I think it could have been a better speech. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, don't apologise. Right, so I'm just going to counter that with okay. that speech. Mm-hmm. Sort of, it does have like that sort of, oh, it's all going to be okay, don't worry about it. Yeah. Sam's here to make us all feel better. Yes. Right. But the bit that happens after that with, mm-hmm. with Frodo and Sam and Gollum setting off, and yes. obviously Faramir knows that Gollum is potentially leading them the wrong path exactly, to Mordor. Yeah. yeah. And at first you think Faramir's being a little bit harsh. Mm. You know, he's worrying about Frodo and Sam maybe unnecessarily because Gollum's actually been coming round to... Yeah. Uh-huh. To, like, you know, being a friend to Frodo at least. And Sam thinks that he's got... Gollum on his side mm-hmm. a little bit now and that he's understanding Gollum a little bit more. Also yeah. Smeagol yes. at this point. And then that scene, like, where the film actually finishes with them walking through the woods mm-hmm. is... Oh, I just remember it just, like, punching the air out of me. I was oh. like, oh, no way. Like, he's totally going to, like, set them up. He's I mean, set, I know yeah. I'd read the book by this point. Exactly, too, I was going to say, but, yeah, I didn't think there was much depth because I knew it was going to Yeah, but it was, just, oh, it was just that killer bit, though, because yeah. the end of the film is just so dark and so haunting after that sort of uplifting yes. moment uh-huh. between them. <sighs> that end is, like, really just, like, oof. See, that's why I kind of... I, I could have done without that speech. Because mm-hmm. I could have done with... It's all a bit bleak. Yeah. Rather than like, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> you know, it kind of feels a little bit artificial, like they've put it in to, yeah. to give it a little artificial ending. And mm-hmm. they, they, I don't think it was necessary. But yeah. obviously, you know, they, they put it in. So yeah. they thought it was necessary. And you like it, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, other favourite scenes. I love the Rohirrim charge at Helm's Deep. Why would, yes. why would you not love that? Just love it. That was the bit that I was in turmoil over when I was yeah. like, do I say this is my absolute favourite bit? Because that is good. But I I also really love the additional scene with Faramir and Boromir and mm-hmm. Denethor. Mm-hmm. I just don't think the film works. Once you've seen yeah. the extended version, or the only version, yeah. once you've seen it with that scene in, it's missing it, it. doesn't make any sense without it. Yeah, it, yeah the original cut is, is missing that whole Definitely. chunk. And it does, it yeah. just gives you like so much more to those characters so much because it explains in hindsight why boromir was so keen mm-hmm. to get the ring mm-hmm. um, and then it explains why faramir is the kind of person that he is yeah um you know he feels just disapproved of and mm-hmm. you know just not appreciated yeah um by his father and he's got a complicated relationship with his brother he's sad he's dead but 
you know, at the same time, he was always compared against him. And, mm-hmm. you know, without that scene, you just don't get any of that at Mm-mm. all, unless no. you read the book. Yeah, yeah. you don't, un- like you said, you don't understand Boromir's motivation to want the ring and to want to take it to Gondor. Exactly. But when you see that, at, yeah. you're going, oh my gosh, like his city is literally like on its knees. Exactly. He's trying bombarded. to please yeah. his dad. He's trying to please his dad. He's trying to save his people. Exactly. It's not like an ill intention. No. No, and he thinks that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's so does Faramir at first. Yes. But then obviously he changes his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, any fast forward or check your social media or just scenes we don't particularly like? No, not for me. No. No, I think it's like a pretty well-paced film. I do. Well, we're talking about the second half here, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, I for think, because uh, I did complain about the ends in the first one. In the first half, I should say. Yes, But true. I actually like, even though I do find them terribly boring, mm-hmm. again, that's kind of the point, but I think they work well in this latter half because it's kind of like punctuation with Helm's Deep. Because if you just had 40 minutes of relentless slaughter <laughs> in the dark... Yeah! Exactly. <laughs> I am okay, kidding, I am yeah, kidding. Yeah, for relentless slaughter. Uh, but if you just have that, it's it's like you've got this little punctuation. Mm-hmm. You go off to a nice leafy glade, mm-hmm. you know, and you've just got that little bit of respite, haven't you, in between. So I think it does work well. Yeah. Even though I still find them a bit boring and annoying. <laughs> but, yeah, I think they're used to, to good effects. Yeah. Um, the, the, it, it's a long it takes me a long time to get to Helm's Deep and I know the reason why they put all those little flashbacks in and mm-hmm. whatnot. but I, I could kind of do without some of that yeah mm-hmm. it's just I don't know I just who, who am I to criticise mm-hmm. Peter Jackson who's <laughs> won so many Oscars <laughs> but I don't know, I just think they just kind of they seem to be put in random. There's about yeah. 20 minutes where it's like, oh, Aragorn looks wistfully off into the distance, and then we have this little bit, yeah. and then someone else looks wistfully off into the, we have this little <laughs> bit. You know, I guess if you watch the film altogether, it probably doesn't jar quite as much. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's our fault, because we're splitting it in Yeah, two. true. When you watch it, and it's the first 20 minutes of the film, and it's mm-hmm. all kind of weird exposition. Yeah. But as I said, I'll hold my hand up. That's probably mm-hmm. our fault for watching it wrong. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, maybe. I do. Uh, you have just reminded me, actually, there is one bit. <laughs> I um, I just I wrote Elrond is a right drama queen. Isn't he? Yes. I could skip that bit. Yeah. Because yeah. it just annoys me how he's like mm-hmm. totally guilt tripping his daughter into doing what he wants her to do. He's yeah. like being manipulative. Yeah. And I know he's kind of got a best interest at heart mm-hmm. and he's worrying about her. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, come on. She's she's a, a very grown up woman. She is. You know. Yep. She's been around for a long time. She's she knows what she wants. Time. She can make her own decisions. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um so I do like it a bit later on when Galadriel sort of has a little psychic chat with him. Yes. And sort of kicks his butt and says, Don't abandon people yet. Don't give yeah. up. Like yes. you can do something to help. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But yeah, Elrond is the drama queen. He is, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't like, but I don't fast forward or anything. But I don't, I, I don't like the bit where Smeagol gets tripped into getting captured. I know. Oh, oh that upsets me. Cool. It's so yeah, weird. yeah, because he trusts him, doesn't it? And oh, that's the problem. Like he looks like a puppy at Frodo as well. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, he is. He's like a he's puppy like, that's oh. been kicked. He's, he's just, he's so sad. Yeah, and that's re- we don't get much that's respite. The turning point, exactly. Then, isn't it? At the end of the first half, Gollum disappears, and we've got Smeagol. Mm-hmm. And then he's full on 
back again, yeah. isn't he, at, mm-hmm. at that point. But he's totally playing the Smeagol game. He is. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really good scene, mm-hmm. but I don't like it. It upsets me. I, I feel really sad for Colin. Can I just mention, like, an MVP in, yes, in this can. part yes, of the film? Yes, you can. Yes, we didn't really do... Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, Brigo the horse. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. He's, he's the horsey that um, Thayden's son was riding. Yeah. And, obviously, Thayden's son was, like, essentially murdered on, yes. on that horse. Yep. And so Aragon sets him free, or tells the horse master to set him free. Yeah. Uh, in the first that part does, yes. of the two yeah. towers. Uh-huh. And then he comes to Aragon's rescue, to rescue later. Him. Yeah, actually, Brigo, the that's, horse, a you, that's a good shout. That's a good Um Viggo Mortensen, who, as you probably know, did sleep in the stable with that horse. <laughs> of course, of he, course did. he did. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not all the time. Snuggling you know. up to his sword for warmth. Exactly. <laughs> he just wanted to, uh, you know, to have a bond with, with said horse. So, yeah, that's a good shout. That's mm-hmm. a good shout. I would also counter with... Um, Grima Wormtongue mm-hmm. for MVP in terms yeah. of narrative because yeah. he's the one who gives him all the secrets about oh. he gives uh, Saruman all the secrets about Helm's yeah. Deep, doesn't he? Doesn't he regret that though when he sees the army? I think so, sorry. I just need to give a really <laughs> greedy cat some more food. <laughs> Many apologies. My cat is part hobbit and enjoys first, second and third breakfast alongside at least two dinners and countless teas. Where were we? <laughs> Aragorn uh, Worm Tongue Worm Tongue yes. That's it Yeah He, he, he gives... definitely regretted mm. uh, The info he's given Saruman When he realises The army <laughs> That Saruman's created Exactly Yeah, yeah. Wow um, And apparently when he I love the bit where he uh, He sheds a tear Yeah And apparently um, He can do that at will Brad oh, right. Dourif Can shed tears Awesome At will Yes isn't so. that all you need to be an actor? No, I do, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Just cry on spot. Pretty <laughs> much, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want an Oscar. Certainly. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, do you have any favourite lines? Favourite lines? Mm-hmm. Um, you're late. <laughs> you look terrible. You can Thanks. use that in real life. Um, I, I might start using that in real life. Um, yeah, I do love that when when Aragorn turns up at, mm-hmm. uh, at Helm's Deep and Legolas has to have a little bit of a dig. Yeah. Yeah. I like Actually, that. Frodo says that to Gandalf in the first film. Does anybody say it in Return oh, of the King? We're going to have to keep an ear out for yeah, that. Yeah, for someone being late. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Um, I also like, and I've written it down and I can't remember, is, is it... Is it Faramir that asks who Sam is? And he says, are you his bodyguard? <laughs> his gardener. <laughs> it's just the way he says it. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like the most threatening thing Exactly, ever. yeah. I'm his gardener. <laughs> yeah, nice. I like that. Um, there is still hope. There is always hope, which I think is the theme of the film. Because mm-hmm. I think it's Aragorn that says it in the scene with his son. Right, um, okay, yeah. When they're getting ready for the battle. But um, I think, does Arwen say it at the beginning of the film, there is still hope? Um, I think she does. So, yeah, yeah. It, it is definitely like a theme of the of the film. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this whole thing around Faramir, Captain of Gondor, a yeah. time for Faramir, Captain of Gondor, to show his quality. Yeah. And then at the end, Sam says to him, you have shown your quality, mm-hmm. sir. It's like, oh, he's so polite. Oh, I know, that's very nice. Um, so I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the... Um... The Gandalf line when mm-hmm. he's come and saved the day, yeah, and uh, they're all stood at the sort of top mm-hmm. of the hill. It's it's more than a hill. 
it I is guess. more than a hill. More than I'm not hill. sure what it is. So it's, but, yeah. it's like a cliffside or something. Yeah. But yeah, they're all on the horses there and, and looking out towards, you know, the rest of Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. And the Battle of Helm's Deep is over. The, the battle, battle for Middle Earth, Earth is about, be- is about begin. to begin. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. Because that's like, just a great what? way to finish a film and set up the next one. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, what else do I like? I like So It Begins. You can just oh, use yes. You can use it all the time. <laughs> Pharmacy, anybody? <laughs> yeah, indeed, yes. Even just that meme, just that little, the yeah. little picture. Yeah. 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 I can use that all the time. And I love, um, I, I can't remember the rest of the speech, but... Um, when Theoden and uh, Aragorn are talking about what they should do and he's trying to get him to call for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, Gondor will answer. And I just love the way that he delivers it. Yeah. Because it's just, it's like three words. Mm-hmm. But the way he conveys it is like he he's, he doesn't think they will. Do you not get that impression? Oh, I don't it's know. Like, I don't know. I get the impression that it's like, you know, if you've got like a flaky mate... Where you're like, you want to say, you want, you want to, to believe, believe that they're them. going to, yeah. you know, that they're going to do something. Mm-hmm. But in your heart of hearts, yeah, you just think they might not. It's just the way the way he says it just conveys so much. I think, like he wants to believe in them, but he's, you know, yeah. Gondor will answer. I will guess they? so. I've I don't know. Will I've always go? kind of heard it. In the sense that he believes in in the strength of maybe, men, yeah, or yeah. maybe he's just trying to convince himself. Yeah, like you I said, don't know. I just think it's really well. It's a really well delivered mm-hmm. line. Yeah, it um, is good. Yeah, I think he sat there for about twenty takes delivering that line in different ways. Probably apparently. yes. That, that, <laughs> just that to try and get the right tone. Me. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me one bit. <laughs> Go again with his horse. Gondor will answer. Go again. <laughs> Gondor will answer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> chipped a tooth during uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep, Ooh. apparently, um, yeah. and just stuck it in with super glue, um, <laughs> just to finish. I mean, he's an absolute like he's, he's a machine. I'm surprised he was agreeable to using super glue and didn't go off to find some sort of like nature's glue to stick exactly. it. Exactly, or even leave it. Just do the rest of it, Manny. <laughs> they couldn't do that because he shot it out of sequence, couldn't they? Yeah, but if true. they were shooting in sequence, it would not surprise me if he just did the rest of the mm-hmm. uh, the film and the next film with a chipped tooth. Oh, bless him. But there you go. Um, I I also like again can't use it in real life, but I love um when uh Gollum is being he's not tortured, but he's not being treated very well, is he? Mm-hmm. By uh, by Faramir and the guards, and um and he finally kind of reveals that it's the ring mm-hmm. that he's after, and does that <laughs> seem my precious? <laughs> ah! <laughs> I love it's that bit. It's so good. I, I use that last part on a daily basis. All the time, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just think it's brilliant. I love it. Oh, that is cute. He's just completely like lost it at that point, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, but then there's just so many quotable bits that are almost certainly from the book, but I haven't checked. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the whole thing that um, uh, Theoden, uh, the whole speech, I don't know if it's a poem or where is the horse and the rider, where mm-hmm. is the horn that was blowing, etc. How did it come to this? It's just spine tingling yeah, that bit, you know. You yeah. just think, yeah, how did it come to this? Yeah, you know, they're absolutely in a, in, they're in a foxhole, aren't mm-hmm. they? And no one is coming to help them. So yeah. he believes, and and he knows that they've pretty much got no way out. Once yeah. Aragorn turns up and says, "There's ten thousand Uruk high on the way," exactly. He, yeah. He's like, "Yeah, mm, this wasn't a great this, idea." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say. um, Theoden 
does get on my nerves a little bit in the second <laughs> half of this film. Why? Because he's just, he's, he's so harsh. And then he self-pities as well. Yeah. He, he's like, he's really brutal when he's like, leave the dead and mm. stuff. Which, I know he's yeah. a king and he's got to think of like the bigger picture and yeah. stuff. But yeah. And then when Aragon says, you know, call, call for Gondor. And yes. he's like, no, they will not come. Yeah. And then... um. When Aragon says that there's ten thousand Uruk High on the mm-hmm. on the way, he's like, "Let them come," and it's just like, seriously, yeah, um, you're not taking this seriously, are you? Being a little bit of a child. Then can we just have a word? When you think that you're winning against mm-hmm. ten thousand Uruk High, mm-hmm. and you're only like ten minutes into your twenty hours of battle scene footage, yes, why would you say, "Is this it? Is this all you've got, Saruman?" I know what, yeah. I hope somebody give him a smack around the head later on. <laughs> I know, I know yes. it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> and give him his gym. Honestly, He's only just woke up, hasn't he? You know. True. I mean, you know, I've made some bad decisions within half an hour of getting out of bed, you know. So he, had, he spent the whole of the first film kind of yeah. practically comatose. So yeah. we'll forgive him for making some bad decisions. I but no, I know so. what you mean. I know what you mean. He does make bad decision after bad decision. Yeah. I do feel going... a little bit sorry for him later because he's mm-hmm. just like, what can men do against such reckless hate? Yes. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I know. I do feel a bit sorry for you. Mm. He's, he's not used to fighting the battles of uh, the, the armies of evil. Yeah. Is he? He's mm-hmm. used to defending that keep against other men, yeah. presumably. True. You know, he's not come across anything on this scale mm-hmm. before, Yeah, has he? So, uh, I, I would say other film references. I've just written down basically any film with a siege. Mm-hmm. You know, Under Siege. Under Siege. Under Siege 2. <laughs> Part 2.5. <laughs> um, yeah, right. I was going for Zulu, but we can go for Under Siege. We can discuss Under Siege at length if you prefer. Um, but yeah, Butch Cassidy. Uh-huh. You know, um, I'm going to say Shaun of the Dead as well. Yes. You know, just, you know, for someone whose idea of a romantic night out in an impenetrable fortress are the same thing, you know. Though you probably can't get a toasty in Helm's Deep. But True. Basically, basically, it's the same film, other than that. Just on a little side note, because I know that we do cover running sometimes in our podcast we do, as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, when I was at Running Club last night, mm-hmm. me and my running club were running in one direction across the road and another running club were running in the opposite direction. And, uh, and did you sister, did you older hello. sister, yes. went, it's like Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's so it's so... Glad someone made it. <laughs> oh, that is a funny story. Side story. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's very, it's, it's it's got lots in common with lots of other films. Mm-hmm. I've got a siege. Macbeth, I went for as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I always think mm-hmm. that when the uh, trees, who are technically called Huans, I believe, um, oh, when yeah, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, they kill off all the uh, fleeing orcs. I love that. Don't they? They yeah, just, like, stamp them out Absolutely. at the end. Absolutely, yeah, brutal. Told you, it's about mass murder. <laughs> it is by trees. Just, just goes the other way. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, and also, the, I love the tooling up sequence mm-hmm. where Aragorn's getting all his gear on and yeah. whatnot. Because it's like every, it's like every cool action film mm-hmm. you've ever seen, but in Middle Earth, isn't yeah. it? You know. Um, so yeah, there's no kind of direct film references, but there's a lot of tropes, shall mm-hmm. we say, uh, in this film that are similar to to other films. Uh, worst lines mm-hmm. under worst lines. The only thing that I put was. This is a dream. 
<laughs> like, yeah, no kidding, Sherlock. Because <laughs> you're marching on your way to Helmstein. Yeah. But apparently they had to put something in because they wanted to, they didn't want people to misunderstand. They didn't want people to think it was some kind of psychic right, okay. link up kind of thing or a flashback, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a bit like, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess it. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that that bit is a little bit unnecessary for some, but necessary for others, I guess, to yeah. spell that out. Mm-hmm. But I do like the bit where he comes around at the end of it and he's just being licked by um, Brady the Horse <laughs> exactly. instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. What else have I written down here? Good food. I actually put I put down, is there any running? And I'm not sure, apart from, you know, to and from the battle, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of running. There's an awful lot of horse riding. There is a lot of horse riding. Um, but yes, not so much running mm-hmm. in this half, is there? No. Uh, but is there any good food? Well, Merry and Pippin get the mitts on some good oh, food at the end and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, apples to start with. Apples, um, there's until uh, they find all the hams, cauliflower and, <laughs> and hams and squash yeah. and garlic even. Yeah, yeah. yes, uh, ticks all that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's victory drinks in Osgiliath in that deleted scene. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So, so somebody's having a a, a beer. Mm-hmm. The only other I, I know we say is there any good food. The only other food is Eowyn's stew. <laughs> Which, what is in that? I know. Oh, I feel, uh, I don't like that little bit. No. I feel like it does like a total disservice to her character and what 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 you're trying to game is that? No, I, I think I think the problem is that that scene's good in a way because you have that little conversation where Aragorn says that he's 87. Yeah, so. I love that bit. Exactly. Because you do learn more about Aragorn and you sort of, have more of Eowyn sort of making doe eyes at you Aragorn do, and things. Yeah. It's great, but why do you have to make her a bad cook? I know. I don't know. Is it better than making her a good cook, though? Because if she was a good cook, then it would be a bit, you know, here's the woman, come to make some lovely stew. You know, where actually Sam's the best cook in this <laughs> film. You know, so I suppose... That's because he's got salt from the shire. This is true, yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe it's confounding expectations. Yeah. You know, she's not great at cooking. She's really good at fighting. You know, but yeah, no, maybe. no, I I don't like it for that reason. Yeah, it's like, I feel like she could have just took him a bottle, a, a bowl of broth and or stew or whatever exactly. it is, and just him go cheers and have a conversation. Yes, Easy. yeah, I, yeah. I don't think there's any need for that that bit. No, I, mm-hmm. I, th- I think you're right. But still, what is it? What on earth is it? Yeah, it looks it doesn't look revolting. great, does it? No, no, it really doesn't. I mean, no. to be fair, it looks like something I'd cook. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's, not want to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's bad. I don't think there's any other good food. Um, nope. I think from here on in, we're just it's it's not good food, is it? <laughs> Those apples, no. I think, are the probably the last good food yeah. we see in the whole of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I, I did read somewhere that the Lambus bread was apparently shortbread. Oh. So that's all right. I'd have been happy with a lifetime supply of yeah, I was shortbread. I'm just gonna say, good luck yeah. stopping me from eating that in between takes. <laughs> yeah. like, we need more Lambus bread. <laughs> we need more Lambus bread and a cup of tea. Can you watch it with your mum? Uh, as as with a lot of the Rings films, yes. Mm-hmm. But probably wouldn't. Not, yeah, yeah. She's yeah not, into it. not interested. No, no. no. In terms of, uh, you know, is it, you know, can you watch it with your mum because of violence and, and, and bad language mm-hmm. and that kind of thing? I think it's only kind of war film type violence, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It's not uh, gratuitous <laughs> 
It's fantasy violence, isn't it? Which it is, is a whole other category. It is. The most graphic bits are like where people are getting hit with the grapple hooks as they come mm. over the wall of Helm's Deep and, yeah. and bits like that, I guess. But I think because it's in the dark as well, which is something that's only just occurred to me, mm-hmm. you've not got kind of blood splash. And also, the, yeah, the, don't. the orcs are kind of, they've not got red blood, have they? They're mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they're all muddy and, and the black blood, I suppose. It's, that's how it looks anyway yeah. mm-hmm. on screen. So it doesn't look quite so gory yeah. as it might if it was a day shoot mm-hmm. um, and if it was, you know, people. Yeah. They were being slaughtered. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's... Even though it's quite a lot of violence. I'm not sure what BBFC said about it, but... Yeah, I think I'm it was sure just moderate. I think it was just violence. says, like, moderate yeah. violence. And mm-hmm. maybe the most graphic bit, actually, is, like, when when Haldir dies. Oh. When Haldir kicks yeah. it. And, um, and he's looking round and, and realising, like, all these other elves... Uh, yeah. Are dead around him as well, and they're mixed in with the orakai, mm-hmm. all dead, and that's that's quite a little graphic moment it where it shows you all these people that have died. And that's really that's a, a real big thing for an elf because, as we have learned earlier in the film, they are immortal; mm-hmm. they can only be killed in battle. So yeah. it's a massive, massive sacrifice mm-hmm. for them. So that's really quite a yeah quite a poignant moment, mm-hmm. as well as being a little bit grewy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grewy. <laughs> Um, we've established that it's not... Well, we've established that, that Two Towers is a more movie. Mm-hmm. We've established that. Yeah. Beyond all doubt. So yes. we don't have to look at this particular point, mm-hmm. this this bit of it. Okay. Which is not, really. But we've already covered that in part one, so yeah. we're, we're happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, has it dated? I'm going to say no. No. It stands up. Again, I think there's a couple... There's like two or three little effect shots... That are just starting to look a little bit ropey. But as we said last month, you know, in comparison to some of the other CG mm-hmm. heavy films that were out this year, yeah, um, it's head and shoulders above mm-hmm. the rest of them. Yeah, um, I think you know the dam breaking. You can kind of tell that that's miniatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only like that's only a couple of seconds. Yeah, I think, and then you get the wide yeah. shot. Uh, Legolas jumping onto the horse. I remember seeing that at the cinema and going like, oh my word, that took my breath away at the cinema. Yeah. I was like, that's amazing. But the more, now that you expect it and you're mm-hmm. watching it now, it looks a bit ropey. Yeah, it does. And they only apparently did that because because um, uh, Orlando was hurt. That seems oh, to be right. the theme all the way through this. <laughs> so he couldn't get on a horse. They didn't oh. have a shot of him getting on a horse and they needed him to be on the horse. Right, So okay. they needed to find some way of showing him getting on the horse. So okay. they just picked up some random CG bits of Legolas that were lying around <laughs> and just put that shot together. Excellent. Purely accidental. Right, okay. And it became like the, the bit that everyone goes, oh no, oh, oh yeah, yeah. got a big cheer. Mm-hmm. But I think if you watch it now, mm-hmm. it does look a little bit ropey. Yeah. It does. But the um when they're riding out of um Helm's Deep as well. Uh-huh. Uh that looks a bit ropey, I guess. For for glory and for glory uh, yeah, and death yeah. and whatever it is. But yeah. again, all those who look high are CG in that <clears> shot. It's only the horses yeah. and the riders that are that mm-hmm. are real. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. But yeah. I mean, these are real small nitpicks. Yeah, totally. Like you said, the rest of it just just holds up twenty years later. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and probably because of this kind of mix of CG and miniatures. And... Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's like they had a massive budget there that they could have just blown it all on mm. CG and made it CG World 
from yeah. top to toe pretty much but this whole thing is so much better. The workshop and, yeah. and just built everything that they could from scratch it was absolutely insane yeah is it covid safe it's mostly outside <laughs> lots of masks <laughs> um the one thing that they were saying on the uh, on the commentary was when um uh, when the hobbits are being taken away and they've got those full face blindfolds mm-hmm. and said they were brilliant because they were using the um the doubles exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like anything any scene where they could just cover the faces yeah. so it's like happy days easy. yeah definitely but also makes it a yeah. lot more safe covid wise mm-hmm. so that's grand nice. um and could it start a franchise we've already <laughs> it's yeah we don't want any we, we've got we've we don't got got want no prequels we don't want no more yeah no. exactly footnote the animated film Lord of the Rings The War of the Rohirrim is due to be released early next year, which includes Brian Cox and Miranda Otto in the voice cast and is directed by manga legend Kenji Kamiyama. We're less excited about whatever barrel scraping offerings Warner Brothers and New Line are planning. Yeah. But I'm no interested, thanks. how do you think it ranks alongside other middle films? I think it ranks pretty darn high. Mm. Because, uh, so when we start talking about trilogies, mm-hmm. one of the first ones that I think of is Back to the Future. Absolutely. Which yeah. is high standard. Oh, yeah. So high standard. Mm-hmm. I think this holds up to that. Easy peasy. I do, yeah. I'm a big Back to the Future 2 fan. To I be know, fair. it's so. I think it's really That underrated. is complex and ridiculous yeah, and definitely. brilliant. Yeah. I love that film. Many, but... many years before things like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and all that. You can keep Time your Inception. Why, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. put Back to the Future 2 on instead. Yeah. <laughs> who did I? Who I? I heard from somebody not too long ago that they'd not seen Back to the Future before, so they decided they were going to sit down and watch it and didn't realise that they'd put Back to the Future Part Two on <laughs> to start oh with and couldn't understand no, what was going I, on. Unsurprising. I was like, uh, well, <laughs> to be did fair, you realise that you were on Part Two eventually? And you're like, only when I'd finished it, and I was like, <laughs> I, I didn't oh understand my. any of that film. Yeah, I had the same experience with Equalizer Two. To be fair, yeah. What else? Um, so, like, Godfather, Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Um, Godfather doesn't actually original. count because, as far as I'm concerned, there's only two films <laughs> in that trilogy. Um, yeah, Star Wars, yeah, of course. Yeah, original trilogy, yeah. Ooh, um, I, I think that's better than this. Uh, no, I think this is better than oh, that. No, wow. that's I not what I meant. No, 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 no. I thought we had a no, scoop No, there. no, no, I think... Wow. Two Towers, two towers is, is better, better than, um, than whatever... Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, that woman's. Oh, I think I maybe need to go back and watch that with fresh eyes. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a very good film. It is mm. a good film, but... Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's really tricky. That's really tricky. <laughs> Footnote. The top-ranked middle films on IMDb are Empire Strikes Back with 8.7, Two Towers with 8.8, and joint first position is currently held by Godfather 2 and The Dark Knight with nine apiece. The bottom rated, if you'll pardon the pun, is Human Centipede 2. Toy Story as well. Yeah, Toy I'm Story 2. Toy Story, are you? I, no, I don't mind the Toy Story films, but after 2, I kind of... Mm. Like, I watched 3, wasn't yeah. that fussed, fell asleep during 4 at the IMAX. <laughs> um... So yeah, I, I like Toy Story one and two. No, I, I like I like three. I must admit, I, like I, I don't dislike yeah. three. I just I just don't think it's as good as. I think, the, but I, I think, think I just Towers tired stands of up. talking toys by that. Point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, um, two Towers stands up against Toy Story two. I would say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, you know, it works. Obviously, we've watched it in isolation, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And it does work sort of as a film in its own right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even it's always a tricky thing, isn't it? A middle film. It is because you've not really got a start, and you've not really got an end, mm-hmm. and you don't really want to spend a long time doing exposition and the story so far and whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it. it it's one of the best middle films. Let's compare it to Jaws 2. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put everything into oh perspective. My. Yeah, it's a lot, a lot better than that. See, I just wrote down all the good ones. I should be thinking of like the terrible, the terrible middle films. Oh, do you? Yeah, Bad Boys 2. Yeah, how does it stack up against that? I've not seen Bad Boys or Bad Boys 2. So I don't know. You haven't seen Bad Boys? <laughs> you haven't seen Bad Boys 2? I've not seen either of them. You've seen Point Break? Oh, I love Point Break. Oh, that's okay. Original. Of course. Original yes. Point Break. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it stacks up pretty well. It does. We're, we're, yeah. we're happy mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 8.8 on IMDb. Yeah. And this time next year, we'll find out what Return of the King scores yeah. on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. you've already sneaked a peek. Um, I probably have at some point, but I can't remember. <laughs> but if it's um, if it's scoring, well, I'm going to get on there and leave some fake reviews. Mm. Good, good plan, good plan. Did you have a look at actually at any bad reviews for this film? I didn't oh, because word. I know you said that you'd had a look at them, so I'm I'm so excited. To well, hear some of these most bad of them, most of them are just um, they just don't like it because it's not the same as the the book. Right, okay. Which, you know, I just don't really understand that. Argument. So they must have absolutely hated the Hobbit trilogy. Oh, my word. <laughs> they must have ripped it apart. Yeah. But, yeah, there, there are a few one-star reviews which have got nothing to do with, you know, Tolkien is turned in his grave. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken my last step to Mordor. After sitting through the first movie, I thought I'd give this a try. Boy, I'm sorry I did. <laughs> uh, the characters were boring, the dialogue unremarkable. And the plot, what plot... Mostly it consisted of people running from one spot to another badly in need of showers and shampoo, <laughs> etc. Um, my my personal favourite, though, is... Um... <laughs> what, was that, what was that tree all about? <laughs> uh, am I the only person who gets bored by constant close-ups and continued Aragon, son of Bagagon, king of Caragon, ruler of Daragon type dialogue? It made the Phantom Menace look like Seven Samurai. <laughs> Which is hilarious, but Excellent. entirely wrong. <laughs> so rubbish, but brilliant. 100% wrong. Oh, my word. Yeah, That's good. So, yeah, so oh. clearly other opinions are available. Yeah. I, mm. I want to just jump to the Ents' defence because as slow as they are, yeah. they're kept to a minimum in the film. They are. And at the end, they're, they're amazing. They do. They kick butt. And also yeah. that scene where the Ents wake up mm-hmm. and the music kicks in. Oh, yeah. And it's like the earth is moving, literally moving against the evil that yes. is trying to take over it. Yeah. Um, I love that bit. I like the idea of it because obviously Tolkien was a great literal tree hugger yeah wasn't he you yeah. know he was big on the environment mm-hmm. um wasn't a fan of industry mm-hmm. you know that's kind of what the whole isengard thing is about isn't yeah. it really yeah you know um strength in nature exactly yeah so yeah the trees coming and, and mm-hmm. kicking butt yeah, in the end and, you know the walls the dam breaking it's nature yeah getting its own back mm-hmm. on all that filthy industry mm-hmm um, so yeah, it, it, it's good. I just I know if you, yeah if you didn't like the ends in the film, then goodness, <laughs> don't ever read the book. No, do not. Yeah, do whole not. chapters of that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
dear me. Um, any other business? I have the uh, the Wilhelm the screen. <laughs> yeah, I even say it. I Excellent. do love a good Wilhelm screen. Yeah. And uh, and the Peter Jackson cameo as well. Oh, okay. Where's the camp? Where's um, he's at Helm's Deep. He fires an arrow. I think he oh, changes the entire course of the, of the battle. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's always fun to spot uh, Peter mm-hmm. Jackson. Um, nice. But yeah, other than that, I think um, I think I'm. I think I'm done with with the two towers yeah. for now. I'm done with Middle Earth for now. But I, I wanted to ask you a topical question about. Well, I just wanted to ask your opinion on the Baftas, hmm. and try not to be too controversial. Okay, so I always feel like I can't comment too much on award ceremonies purely because I've not watched. I, I never find the yeah. time or sometimes the will to watch yeah. all of the films nominated and the performance nominated and things like that. And the BAFTAs are early as well, so sometimes some of the films haven't actually come out yet. Yeah, true. I'm sure I've not seen like the winning Best Actor and Best Actress performance. No. I've seen the Best British Film. Oh, um, yeah. You know, Banshees of Anisha, and I'm glad that's won yes. a BAFTA award. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of thought Colin would win Best Did Actor, you? to be fair. Yeah, yeah, Actor's a controversial one, mm. I think. Um, I love I've not Austin. seen Elvis, though. Yeah, so, I loved Austin Butler in Elvis, yeah, but, but, but they did get the um, BAFTA for casting, uh-huh. didn't they? Whoever did the casting on Elvis, which I... Should probably have written down, um, <laughs> but they got uh, they got an Oscar for the casting. Yeah, and I kind of feel feel like once you've done that casting, mm-hmm. that's like ninety percent of the heavy lifting. Yes, isn't it? That's not to say that he doesn't do an amazing job, mm-hmm. but I think having cast him, they also got the BAFTA for makeup and hair, didn't they? Right. So okay. you cast yeah. him, you've put him in Elvis's costume yeah. and yeah. hair and makeup and all that business. Mm-hmm. Then the editing, I mean, I was glad. Everything everywhere all at once. You can't argue with the editing for that. Yeah, it's a bonkers film and it, it keeps you kind of intrigued for the whole yeah. length of it and stuff. Oh, maybe but not for the whole length of it, it's what? very long. <laughs> it is very long and it is like a little bit like, what? Yeah. With the wibbly wobbly finger hot dog universe and stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, Michelle, yeah, I, I hope she fares better at the Oscars. Because yes, I, yeah, I wouldn't be too. disappointed if, and like I said, I've not seen like everybody's performances of the nominees and stuff. No, but no, me neither. I wouldn't be disappointed if they gave her a Best Actress Oscar. Yeah, because I think she's brilliant in that film. She is. Yeah, and I think you know we need some more people of color. Yeah, don't want to get into it because everyone's already been into it. But um, yeah, not a single winner was not white. Uh huh. Which is absolutely shocking. Yeah, really. Um, it was Nikki Barrett and Denise Chamian who right. did the casting in Elvis, just mm-hmm. to give them the props. Um, so yeah, I I could have I could have handled Colin Farrell mm. getting that Oscar because, as I said, much as I love Austin uh, Austin Butler's performance, I think most of the heavy lifting is done by the casting, the hair and makeup, and the editing mm-hmm. because there are bits. If you I know you're not a huge Elvis fan, and I don't know why we're friends, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there, are, if you've seen any of Elvis's performances, mm-hmm. there are clips, just little clips that they've obviously found, you mm-hmm. know, while they of Austin Butler that are uncanny, absolutely yeah. uncanny. I'm really looking forward to watching My. the film. Yeah, it's a it's a very mm-hmm. good film, and he is very good in it. But yeah. as I say, 
does he Where's deserve the, representation? the best? Does he deserve the best actor? I'm not sure, and it yeah. gives me no pleasure to say that because I think he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But I do think other people have done more with less. Yeah, if that makes sense. And like you say, I haven't seen all the um, uh, all the nominations, but mm-hmm. uh, after some. Mm-hmm. Paul Mescal, I think that's on at Lucum next week. Okay. So I'm going to go and check that out. Cool. Because lots of people have said his performance is very good. Right. And okay. lots of people have said Brendan Fraser as well, but that's a very Oscar-y, mm-hmm. BAFTA-y award. Yeah. Give me an award performance, isn't yeah. it, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm unhappy that Danielle Deadweiler didn't get Best Actress. Right, Because okay. that's all she's got a nomination for. She's got no Oscar. No, in fact, the whole film, the, the Till film, has nothing at all. And that, that film just blew me away, so kind of astonished that it mm-hmm. didn't get anything. Other than, obviously, the subject matter that people maybe didn't like. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and I, w- I, I was disappointed to see the Batman in the special visual effects category. Yeah. When they can't even CG out a Mersey Travel bus stop. <laughs> so I'm not sure. See, I know that's upsetting to some people, but it didn't upset me. <laughs> it because... didn't upset me, but I just thought, I just... how has someone missed that? It's your only job. Oh my, it's your only job. It's shocking. And they got a, they got a nomination for visual effects. <laughs> I just think if you can't tell that you're in Merseyside yeah. from like looking at <laughs> St George's Hall, George's Hall yeah, and, and Lime Street yes. sort of you know yeah. right there very good point um, yeah. then you know a, a yellow bus stop isn't going to make a difference to it's, you it's either. a good point yeah it's yeah. a good point um, I mean how do you feel about you know you said that you don't you haven't seen a lot of nominations mm-hmm. how do you feel about award ceremonies because I actually love like I've got my short list now these are the films I want to see. Right, okay. You know, so mm-hmm. quite often, even if I've not seen them, mm-hmm. they will now be on my list of, well, I've got to go and see that now. Yeah, fair enough. So um, I think it raises my awareness. Yeah, maybe raises my awareness, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to go hunting for okay. the films to watch. Yeah. Um, just because Is there anything... I'm not interested in like the subject matter or... Yeah. If there's got to be something about that film okay. that's going to actually pique my interest... Right. That's not just because the panel because have the said, yes, oh, of let's course. nominate it. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. you know. And so, yeah. I do I do try yeah. to watch some sometimes if they have got a lot of hype, a lot of hype. Is, is there anything that you are looking out for now as a result of seeing the after shortlists and winners? Uh, I think Till's probably going to be one that I might just, you know, if it happens to be on... Yeah, I'm TV sure it at will some point, and I will go. Oh, yeah. I'll put that on, or yeah. I might record it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the um, whale as well, I guess. I'd, I'd watch the whale. Yeah, if it's on, I'm not probably not going to seek about, it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I love Brendan Fraser, but I'd rather go back and watch like his early stuff. <laughs> George of the Jungle. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> of oh, the Mummy, even that's a great film. Yeah, yeah. the Mummy's brilliant. Yeah. Um, Puss in Boots. I'm very much looking forward to watching Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Okay, yeah, um, somebody I know went watching yeah. it the other day and enjoyed it. Apparently it's the Logan of Puss in Boots films. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, he's on his last life and everything, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I don't want No, it's I don't like, want a Puss in Boots with a sad end. It's not that it's oh, going to have no. a sad end. No, but, you it know, it's all do. existential and such. Oh, no, it might um, do, though. So I actually genuinely do want to see that. Quite excited. Um, and All Quiet on the Western Front as well, I, I wasn't really that bothered about, but yeah. I, I'm obviously now going to go back and Well, I've seen the trailer like a gazillion times on Netflix oh, for you? it, but yeah. then I've just 
gone skip to the end and, yeah. and not worried about it. But yeah, maybe now. Probably because it's the sort of if film it, that I can get him indoors to watch as well. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest, I didn't really fully appreciate until the BAFTAs that it was in German. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. terrible. I had, no, I to be fair, didn't, I hadn't picked that no, up on the trailer. No. <laughs> I know that I actually, sounds really stupid. I went on, I I went on the, the BAFTA website earlier on to try and figure out what won best foreign film? <laughs> <laughs> or best film not in the English language? I was like, oh. <laughs> well, like I said, I've seen the trailer loads on Netflix, uh-huh. and it was only when I saw that it had won best foreign film, I was yeah. like, has that trailer been in German this whole time that I've watched ah, it? Yeah, but they're quite clever like that, aren't they? Yeah, a lot I of think foreign it was films. Dubbed. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, they, they, sometimes they're even they pick bits that don't have any dialogue in. I've noticed this a lot. Yeah, maybe, yeah. If you watch um, trailers for, for films mm-hmm. that are um, that you can't instantly tell, Yeah. Um, quite often they'll make a trailer that's got no dialogue in so that people oh, okay. can't tell. I mean, as if, you know, as if you're going to just go and see a film without trying to find out a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. But I guess they think that as soon as they put subtitles in the trailer, everyone will go, oh, no. Yeah. Not watching that. <laughs> not, not going to read in a film. But, uh, yeah, so I'm definitely going to check that out. Because mm-hmm. it's on uh, Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah, got quite a few things to, to watch. Yes. Um, I was a bit disappointed that uh, Top Gun didn't win anything. Oh, I know. I'm hoping it'll win something decent at the Oscars. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was Again, it was in with visual effects, wasn't it? It was nominated mm-hmm. for a special visual effects. And although they might not have been visual effects, but just the actual way that they filmed. I know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't understand why Avatar... Which presumably has used, I don't know, I haven't seen the film, but I'm guessing it's used the same technology as the first one did. Yeah, I assume so. I don't think you it's know, done anything like groundbreaking. No, exactly. Whereas Top Not like Maverick, sticking IMAX cameras on jets and flying your cast around for like exactly. hours on end. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> it should have won something. Yeah. I, I genuinely think that there should be, I don't know, Do you th- can you think of a new award that you would like to award? I would like to award um, a film for like, just most entertaining, best entertainment yes. value. Because there are just some films where you just think that's not going to win anything, and it really deserves to because it's amazing. Yeah. Because it's just best bang for your buck. Best, but exactly, yes, yeah. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Rrr on on Netflix. <laughs> I am not even kidding. Okay, I'm okay, not kidding. Right, most that is going for... up near the top it's of got the list. To, yeah, R-R-R. most bang per book. Okay. That's all it's going to win. I think it has got an Oscar nomination for Best Song. Uh-huh. But that's it. Oh, because in all fairness, it's not going to get anything for acting or, you know, <laughs> screenplay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just entertaining. Entertainment. Nice. Which is what we've tried to do here, you know, to some degree <laughs> for the last for the last hour and however long um, The Two Towers is. Yeah, our uh, second half's ended up a little longer than our first. Oh, it has, yeah, yeah. I think the second half of The Two Towers is a little longer than the first. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Well, it does have a 40 minute battle scene to squeeze in. Yeah, well, and about 15 minutes of credits. So yes. there's that as well, I guess. So we have uh, rabbited on for quite long mm. enough. Helm's deep! Um, <laughs> <laughs> no buzzers. Just one last time, no buzzers. No buzzers. To be continued. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can wait that long. Yeah. Um, we shall be doing. Not Love Return Actually. Return of the King. <laughs> oh, goodness, no. Um, we will do Return of the King. Um, this time next year. Yeah. If we're, if we're, Ooh, if we're still doing... I know, I know. So we'll just toddle off um, up that little stir to Mordor. Oh. It's not far, I don't think. Yeah. Just round the corner. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. See you next month. <laughs>